0: listening to living bdsm podcast episode 193 kayla lords here with the one the only the guy with a flare for hand gestures as signals to let me know it's time to talk john brownstone
1: hey everybody has their um thing thing yeah that's my that's thing I, I got the hand gestures And the eyebrows, too.
0: Well, I like the eyebrows. We'll talk about that (laughs) in today's topic, actually. This week's topic is a request from one of our kinky patrons. We are talking about the art of subtlety in DS. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other Kingsters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. And John Brownstone forgets that microphones pick up all sounds, including the fidgety sounds. <laughs> <laughs> A big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you. And yes, yes, you can request topic ideas as a kinky patron, and we will add them to our list, because clearly we will, because we are doing today's topic. Yes, indeed. If you'd like access to more content, live streams, podcasts, all kinds of stuff, and sneak peeks of some of the things we're doing, um, and if you'd like to support the work we do, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lords. Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, and you can join us for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Did you write down your numbers? Yes. Okay. I also,
1: <laughs> at least three times
0: since we started recording, have wanted to call you Mr. John. and uh, That's what the kids call him. That's what I call him. It's actually the first example of what we mean when we say DS can be subtle. It yeah. is like a title. It, I use it as a form of respect also, I don't like the way his actual given name, John, feels in my mouth. That's like, that's way too casual. That's way, that's <laughs> just not right. Just like when we were arguing the other day and you called me by my given name and I was like, I really don't like it when you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, we. it was a heated argument and that he, I was not baby girl at that point. I wasn't oh, even no. Kayla at that
1: point. No, <laughs> it was, it was beyond all measure.
0: We're fine now. Um, Real quick, before we get into the episode, um, I would like to thank our sponsor for this week. Yes. Helping pay the bills, helping make things go, keeping these really hot ass lights on. Keep big lights
1: on, yeah.
0: The Cage. I was thinking about this. We've not mentioned it recently, but I know a lot of people either initially found us through a podcast or are still listening to the podcast and don't come on YouTube very often, if at all. And I get a lot of questions about other BDSM podcasts. And one of the first things that drew me to the cage as like a place, a resource, a site to check out um, is that they have a pretty good list of BDSM podcasts. So if you're like, hey, wait, I want to learn from other people. I want a different flavor. I have, and I know some of you have, I have binged having BDSM's back catalog. (laughs) Who else can I binge? The Cage has an, has a whole running list of yes. BDSM podcasts. Um, some of them are older and have not the podcasts have not been updated, but as long as the content's out there, it might still be good. And then there mm-hmm. are other podcasts out there. We're not the only one. Nope. It's okay. Um, if you decide to join The Cage, I highly recommend looking around, seeing what it offers. It's a great online BDSM community made for kinksters by kinksters. Um, when you sign up, use our code LOVINGBDSM. You get two weeks of free premium membership which gives you access to everything and when you sign up you don't have to give a credit card and then get caught in that awful loop of you auto subscribed and auto no you don't have to do that sign up for free use the code get everything for two weeks after you've tried it out for two weeks then decide do I want the premium which is about eight dollars a month us or do Mm -hmm. I just want a basic membership and it's fine it's fine But for anybody who's looking for your kinky peeps online, that's the place to go. TheCage.co. If you're a podcast listener, it'll be in the show notes page, show notes page. Yes, those are words. And if you are watching (laughs) on YouTube, it's in the description box below. Thank you to the cage for sponsoring us. We love it. We are not sponsored by a coffee company yet. Just putting it out there. If anybody is kinky and owns a coffee company, we can, we can be bought.
1: We, we let, let's talk mm. coffee
0: okay that coffee is not good this week okay. okay 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 let's talk about this I don't even quite know where to start because it as with all things BDSM DS kinky it is uniquely personal to the relationship um I do think that it is normal typical common, pick a word, that when you start dominance and submission, transitioning a relationship, figure out your kinky, you're looking for your first kinky partner, whatever, um, it's typical, to think about the overt things that you do. What are you going to call each other? Are you wearing a collar? What are the kinky things you will do? Will, your, will the dominant tell the submissive what to do or will you just have a list of rules to follow? Will the submissive ask for permission for specific things? And there's a lot of uh, kinky good feels that can go along with it because it's an intention to your kink. You are figuring out and deciding for yourselves what is kinky for you and what is not, what a submissive might ask for that they wouldn't otherwise ask for. It's changing behaviors and changing mindsets. And a good portion of it is very, very overt and obvious, at least mm-hmm. between the two people involved. Um, because you know what it means, you know why you're doing it, you know how it makes you feel, you may know how it makes your partner feel. Like there's. There's a lot that goes into the um, there's a better word, and words are hard this week. I keep saying overt, and I know there's uh, the ob the obvious? No, that's not the word.
1: The not so obvious.
0: That's the subtle, is the well, not so yeah. obvious. Oh, oh, you are not no, you are not a words person either. Don't help me with words. <laughs> <laughs> but, and this is the big butt of this conversation. <laughs> big butt. Um there is another side to it. And we have touched on it in episodes where we've talked about how to be your kinky self when you have to be around vanilla people. And we've hit on it there, but I think it can sort of permeate all facets of life, not just when you're dealing with a vanilla public, um, but also even when you're dealing with one another. So when um, we did the intro for the podcast, podcast listeners might have heard this if you had not skipped ahead, like some people do in their podcasts. I was teasing John Brownstone about his hand flourishes. He does to let me know that the timer is hit point and it's time to start talking and it's like, it's part of the production part. And he said, Oh yeah. What I do with my hands and what I do with my eyebrows. And that was a perfect (laughs) example of the subtle nature of DS actions Right. because sometimes you don't have to say a word you don't have to change your whole like your from your nose down your facial expression will not change your body language won't change the eyebrow the
1: eyebrow goes up. up yep
0: and i am well aware depending on the context of the situation what the hell that means either most
1: of the time it means wtf baby girl
0: i know but sometimes it means i'm intrigued sometimes it means (laughs) oh you're in trouble we're gonna enjoy it but you're in trouble um sometimes yes it means what the hell (laughs) (laughs) why um but it is that one small facial movement and it speaks volumes Mm -hmm. it required no Um, voice to go with it. There were no words necessary. Um, Didn't actually have to move from position. And that, that one small gesture speaks volumes to me. Now, I think that a lot of that comes down to the type of uh, the nature of your relationship, right. the trust you've built, the communication skills you have, how long you've been together, how well you know one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that there's plenty to be said for subtlety, even in a new relationship. It's why we gave the tips and, and uh, ideas in that one episode on how to be your kinky self when you have to be around non-kinky people. Um, because it can be doing things that look to the vanilla world like normal stuff my common example is that i get john brownstone his plate we're at my mom's house we're here we have family coming this weekend we will lay on a spread at least one day we'll mm. smoke meat of some sort and have sides and i will dish out food to the my kids because mostly because i don't trust them to wield a spoon on my kitchen floor um and then i'll turn and i do this i've done this since we've been together, I'll turn to John Browston and go, what would you like? And nobody's going to blink because I come from a family and sort of a world where that's what the women folk did. Um, And that's something that could be unpacked. You want to talk about feminism, you want to talk about gender roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it has a different meaning. And so that is a more overt action that appears subtle because nobody knows what i'm doing it for they think i'm being the polite southern lady because that's what you do for your men folk and i'm like actually no because uh if i was vanilla at this point in my life and the way i look at things i'd be like you don't have to get your own fucking plate i'm not your maid. Hey. <laughs> But I am his baby girl and I want to take care of him. And in that moment, that is the easiest, most non-obvious way to take care of him. And it makes us both happy. And it is settled mm-hmm. to other people. And so there are, there's differences between what you're doing that's DS that nobody but you notices. You, nobody but you knows what it means. Everybody else thinks it's something else. Me getting his coffee is one of those things. Yeah. Nobody, we know what it means. Nobody else really blinks. Um, we tease at Starbucks that I have to order for him because he doesn't know how. Of course he knows how. He's freaking capable and he's got a mobile app, but it's an easy way for me to do this thing for him without raising any eyebrows.
1: To do your signs of service. Right. Yes.
0: Um, but then there's other forms of subtle DS that are subtle even between the two of us. Well, yeah. I would... <laughs> I wouldn't call that subtle,
1: (laughs) but I think that's just rubbing your neck, dear.
0: But I think that's because I know (laughs) how I feel about that. But it's other things. So we've talked about this before um, that in our relationship, the reason we consider ourselves twenty four seven, even though I don't have some long ass list of rules I follow or tasks or or any of that, right, right, right. We're very relaxed. Is because Jim Brownstone is the decider. That is his role. I bring him the information. I give it to him. He makes a decision. And as we recently learned, sometimes he makes decisions I don't like and I tell him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, But what that (laughs) means is that I don't always, I truly don't often, go to him and say daddy i need you to tell me what to do what i do is i say hey i've researched this thing here's the information Mm -hmm. what do you think we both know that my what do you think is beyond the respect of a partner we're a team we're in this together and on a top level at a high level it is you make these decisions with my input with you know my consent we compromise we negotiate all those things but ultimately that's what that is without me ever mm-hmm. having to say it. Now, I think that the, one of the downsides, there's a few downsides to this, the subtle side of DS. Um, and one of them is that when your mind's not there, when you're not thinking about your role, when you're not thinking about the nature of your relationship, maybe you're going through stress, you're not feeling well, whatever, it's easy to forget that that's why that subtle thing is happening. It is easy to forget, oh, wait, she's coming to me to make this decision because I am capital T, capital D, the decider, (laughs) trademark. You know, it's there have been times, and they're very rare, and I have learned not to bring these things to him when he's stressed out. But if I don't necessarily know that you're stressed, there have been times I've gone, hey – here's the thing what do you think and he's like why are you asking me and then i have to like this is
1: not the time to to, to lay this on my table well and
0: sometimes it's like <laughs> what the fuck why don't you just decide and i have to go but that's not what we do and i have to come out of that subtle i have to make it very overt and i have to make it very yeah. obvious and go haha did you forget have you forgotten and he's like oh my mind was so not on that right now i'm like fair <laughs> it happens yeah um and that is a downside that sometimes you're too subtle. Sometimes the other person's not with you. On it. <laughs> They're like, Why <laughs> yeah. are you doing this? So it happens. I would say that some of it is something that you might naturally build over the course of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Every relationship develops shorthand. You know, you don't have to provide every detail to ask a question or to get information. You've just been with each other long enough and been around one another that you have uh, an expectation, I think, of what I, the other will say or think or wants or feels.
1: Um, yeah, an, an inclination.
0: Yeah, um, you, based you, on you past develop, experience, you
1: you develop a a a code between the, the two of you or three of you or however How many. many um, you know that that is specific to you. That you know over time you 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 build this 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 link that is unique. To you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I thought you were going more with that, Mm. you were good. And and so that's what happens. And I think that's natural. Mm -hmm. Given enough time, everybody's pace will be different because of personality, because of whatever. But once you develop that between the two of you, it's also easy to take advantage of that. And when I say take advantage of that, I think I mean more um, of not to, to take it for granted. I think that's a better way Mm. to explain it. So what I mean by that is not that you get what you want. What I mean is that you know what you're doing. You know, (laughs) Kayla Lords, that you went to your daddy to get a decision because he is the decider, trademark. But... And so you just think he's in that mindset because you're in that mindset because normally he's in that mindset. That's what I mean by taking it for granted. And he's not in that mindset. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? So the-
1: An eyebrow raising moment.
0: Yeah, but not the one I was expecting. (laughs) I mean, if I could, I I think I've mentioned it before, if I could tell you how long we worked to change our cell phone data plan. Okay, (laughs) that was a lot of bringing information and asking the decider to decide. And the decider was like, no, come back later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and
1: patients wore up. Patients uh, won out. Right.
0: And so one of the downsides, I would say, to this sort of subtle layer of power exchange that can occur is that unlike the more the more obvious things, the, I told you to do this, so you do that, you know the rule is you mm-hmm. have to ask, this is a thing we're doing together, is that it does not, it requires communication, but most people, including us, don't realize it requires communication. We think, usually falsely, that we don't, we're not, there's, there's no stopping and going, we're going to talk about this now because this is part of our power exchange. It is sort of the natural flow between us within our relationship, and what that can mean is that sometimes we are not on the same page because we have not communicated, mm-hmm. and we are depending on the other one to know what we mean or how we feel or where we're coming from, because one of us is stuck firmly in their dominant role and just thinks that I am right there, the willing, pleasant, submissive baby girl, and sometimes I am not. I mean, there. I can't. I think it was. I know I was working. I was at my desk. I was working on something, which my brain is not submissive in that mode. It just isn't. And I think you asked for, it wasn't coffee because coffee is like a trigger word. I'm like, what? okay, I
1: know. <laughs> yes.
0: It was lunch. It was something. And you want to talk about an eyebrow. He's asking me as daddy because he's in that mode of I'm daddy. I'll ask for the, I'll ask, air quotes around ask. <laughs> and she'll do it because this is the, the mm-hmm. form of our, the flow of our DS. My mind is not there. He makes the request and my eyebrow goes up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are you really asking for this right now? What are you asking? Like, I just (laughs) wasn't in that mindset. So instead of saying something obvious, like, um, as your daddy or baby girl in the tone, Mm -hmm. which can be a subtle thing, too. Tones mean different things to different people. But for us, a tone is a more... Um, sort of in your face kind of thing. Like when he gives me a tone, I know what that tone means. It's part of the behaviors and actions of John Brownstone as a dominant. But he didn't do it that way. It was that real nice laid back kind of thing. So I didn't think daddy was talking. I thought John Brownstone was talking. Or John. I'd rather just call you Mr. John. (laughs) Um, And there was a moment where I'm like, why are you interrupting me because I'm working right now and no I don't want to go get that what are because it's just not one of our mm-hmm. one of our stated things that we do. Coffee is a stated d s thing for us yes. um what else is stated? um getting the bed ready at yes. night that is a stated thing. however, me doing other things to make his life easier prior. To getting the stated thing done like getting the bed ready like if i put out some stuff on his nightstand for him if i put things away for him that's a more subtle flow of mm-hmm. yes i'm doing that in service of him but i hadn't told him i'm doing it in service of him and so if he's not paying attention i might not get the response that i would hope for um so that's the other so, the other downside to mm-hmm. that is that sometimes you're in that headspace. You're like, I am doing this because I am the submissive dom, whatever. And it will do something for my partner. And you go and do it and you forget to mention it to your partner. And you, you do not- that.
1: One of, the, one of the other things you'd seem to do that with is the mail. Yes. When you bring the mail in, you will look through it and you will say, hey, daddy, I went through the mail. Yours is over here. Most of it looks like junk. You can probably just get rid of it or one piece looks important, the rest Mm -hmm. of it is. Right,
0: and and it's funny because I think that outside of a DS dynamic, most people go, well, isn't that just being polite? Well, yeah, it is. Isn't Mm -hmm. that just being a nice partner? Yes, but also it's about my mindset when I'm doing it. If I'm doing it to make his life easier, if I'm doing it in Mm -hmm. service of him, for me, it touches, It sort of it hits all my submissive hot spots like all the (laughs) the neurons are firing all the submissive you know Mm. cells are lighting up or whatever i don't know i don't i don't do anatomy either yeah um i barely do words at this point um
1: and you know what's another good example of subtlety for us hmm. my sunglasses You think so?
0: Yes, because you said it. You said it out loud. I want you to do this thing. It started out as more subtle. Mm -hmm. It's let's backtrack. When we get in the car together on a day when he needs sunglasses, which is most days unless we're driving at night, my job is to take his sunglasses out, he hands me his regular glasses, I put those away, he's wearing his sunglasses. Mm -hmm. When we arrive at our destination, we swap that. We do it in reverse. I pull out his regular glasses, he hands me his sunglasses, I put them away. I think it started, it's one, it's a subtle thing because anybody watching me do it in front of the kids all the time, they don't, they think I'm just being really nice. I hope I do not ruin them for partners because they're going (laughs) to be like, well, my mom was really nice to Mr. John for all those years. Um, But it is one of those, it's a subtle thing because we can do it in front of other people. Nobody knows why we're doing it or that there's a reason beyond I'm just a nice Mm -hmm. person. I get a lot of brownie points for the way I treat John Brownstone. (laughs) I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Um, But it is not subtle for us. It's not just this thing I started doing in service to him. It was something, I think I might've done it that way once or twice, and then you said it, and you said, this is a thing you're going to do. Hmm. So, one of the downsides to this though is if you start doing something from within your role but you don't communicate one that you're doing it or why you're doing it it is very easy for feelings to get hurt it is very easy for resentment to build because you feel like you're not being appreciated and this can happen on any side of the slash Mm -hmm. it's because you're doing things that feel good to you that you know maybe that are helpful that you know that your partner appreciates but for some of us and I'm I'm one of these people it's fine to appreciate it like thank you but it's different when you when my dom appreciates my submission it's a subtle difference but it is there because the random thank you I get for bringing in the mail when he doesn't, he's not thinking of it as I'm being of service. I am i just happened to be out there and I grabbed it is a different thank you than the one I get. Like when I hand him a really good cup of coffee, this coffee I handed him today was not a really good cup of coffee. Um, because that, it just comes from a different place. And that is another layer of subtlety. Mm-hmm. It's how we respond to what our partners are doing to or for us. Right. Um, that is not always part of the quote regular response we might get when you're doing something that's very clear and outlined and obvious in your power exchange or in your kink.
1: I think though as being a DS couple and and engaging in a knowing and open consensual power exchange Mm -hmm. I, I think that can leave you to be a little bit more open to those subtle nuances to be able to pick up on them a little easier
0: i think so i do think though and somebody mentioned this in the the comments um that it is a it's on us as the ones doing something without being asked without Mm -hmm. our partner knowing what the hell we're doing to pipe the fuck up and say something and speak up and communicate. Not, I'm not the type to go, well, I am sometimes the type to go, daddy, did you see what I did for you? Because this my baby girl side. Clearly wanting some recognition. And and
1: you want a girl and you want a gold star. A verbal gold star. Yeah. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I also want to bask
0: in your approval because it feeds my baby girl submissive soul. Sure. Whatever. Um, But you know, because one of the downsides of, of that subtle kind of thing, that interwoven, unspoken power exchange is that it can breed resentment. J- Jennifer said it in the, the live stream chat. It is on us to say something. Like it's If I have not communicated to my partner that I am doing this thing for them as they're submissive, mm-hmm. and then I have set expectations for myself of what I'm going to get in return and I don't get it. Well, whose fault is that? It's not my partner's fault. It's my fault because I didn't say, mm-hmm. I did that thing for you. What, what do you think about that thing I did for you? It's okay. And I know that there are some people, and I think this happens a lot on both sides of the slash because it's a personality thing more than anything. Hmm. There are some people who don't want either to at all call attention to the things they did. Or they because they're like, oh, well, maybe it takes away the meaning of the fact that I did it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Maybe if you're like me and you always go, daddy, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? The (laughs) other um, type of person who might feel that way is the person who thinks I shouldn't have to say anything they should notice. And that's some bullshit, Okay. John Brownstone notices a lot. He notices more than I sometimes realize that he notices.
1: Because I'm a watcher. I, I, right. have, I have always been a watcher. I've been one of those people that can sit quietly off to the side.
0: He's one of those you got to watch out that for.
1: Nobody notices, but I am observing everything.
0: You're not perfect. No, I'm not. Things slip under your radar too. Yes. So if I'm over there thinking I shouldn't have to say or that I did this thing that one, he didn't ask me to, two, he didn't expect, three, he clearly didn't notice something else is going on. And then I'm upset because I didn't get what I needed out of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then that is also a problem that has that that I think is another type. I think that might be more common for people who don't want to say that they did something, the I shouldn't have to, well, that's just poor communication. Um, but I have my own myself over the years thought, oh, I shouldn't draw attention to that thing I did without being asked. It might take away from my intention of doing it. Oh, because here I am just looking for praise or looking for recognition. And I've gotten to a point in life that I was full of some shit when I thought that. I... I don't need to point out every teeny tiny little thing I do all of the time, but I'm gonna say something, especially if it's important to me. You know, If I was consistently getting his mail, checking the mailbox, right? Going out of the mailbox for him, which is what he normally does Mm -hmm. for a week or um, while he was stressed out about something, there's gonna come a point I'm gonna go, he's gonna say something, because this is how arguments go in relationships. He's gonna say something about what I didn't do, And I'm going to pull out, well, let me tell you what it did do.
1: And you'll pull (laughs) out the guns, yeah. Yes, you will. I am
0: going to mention it.
1: Scorpio bitch from hell. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm quite proud of it. Um, But I also think that there's nothing wrong with just doing something for the other that's part of a power exchange. You do it for them to take care of them. Maybe that's your Mm -hmm. role as a dom. You do it in service of because that's how you view your submission. And you don't necessarily say it because the the joy is in doing it for the other person. Um, And there's some of that too. There are times I'll just take care of something because it makes me happy to do it for you without you asking to anticipate the needs that I know that you have. I know this thing has to get done. Uh, A few weeks ago when you had a Saturday market and I don't do laundry anymore. You do laundry, but Saturday is laundry day. And so I did laundry. I actually was like, are you, you really think I'm going to do laundry? Like when I said it out loud, I went, oh my God, I sound like a
1: bitch. Yeah. It wasn't anything I asked you to do.
0: Right. I did. And I knew you were going to see that I had done laundry and thank me. I knew that because he would see that he had clean underwear. It was not something that was subtle.
1: Well, what I what I noticed when I came home that day, I went in the bedroom to get undressed and get in the shower, mm-hmm. and I saw an empty laundry basket. Uh, I was like... That
0: was one of the things I thought about too. I was like, oh, he's going to see that the laundry uh, basket's empty. Wow. So I didn't have to say anything.
1: Wow. No, I she kn- didn't.
0: I knew him. I know him. I knew he was going to say thank you because he wasn't expecting it. But that's not at all what I was thinking about. I was thinking, this is... This makes me happy to be able to do this for him. This takes a stress off of him. And so I did not need to one point it out it, it or two a, to get special recognition. It,
1: it was a huge service to me. And when I saw that, it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because the day after a craft show, I am wiped. Being outside in the sun in the heat, you know, it was still warm here. Um, you know, I, I was wiped and I was actually thinking about that. You know, I, I know I'm not going to want to get off the couch, but God, I'm gonna have to do laundry tomorrow. I'm going to have to, I know I I was no thinking I that too. And, and I was very grateful.
0: And you know how you want to know how I could do that. And obviously I'm not, I'm an observant person myself. I participate in our family. I see him doing in this case, laundry every week. Right. But the reason I, could do that and know that it would be a huge help to him however he responded to it even though he's the type of person i know he's going to be appreciative because he's just like that but the reason i understood without him saying anything what kind of help this would be is because we communicate about literally everything i know when he's tired and wiped out from doing a, a market a, you know fair or whatever selling his his stuff i know when he is overwhelmed by the sheer amount of laundry i know those things because we have those conversations they are not part of our power exchange that we have those conversations they are just the conversations that people who are in a relationship together tend to have have. and so i could take all of that information gathered over all these years and extrapolate quite quickly that if i did this thing that i until I said out loud, I'm not doing laundry. I, feel, I really did feel like shit the moment I said that out loud. But I played it off because the moment I said it, I went, oh, God, I sound like an awful bitch. And then I went, oh, I got this. I'll surprise him. Um, but I knew that it was going to do that for you. I knew yeah. what day after craft show John Brownstone is like. I, I mean, I just... I It knew. ain't
1: purdy, folks.
0: So when you have <laughs> an open line of communication about more than maybe just your kink. You know, even if you're not in a romantic, long-term live-in relationship, maybe you're more friends, maybe you're more platonic, whatever. But when you have some level of easy communication between you, where you do share certain things, those l- subtle layers of power exchange can come in, in surprising ways and ways you cannot plan. And that's probably the, the biggest thing is the obvious stuff that has a clear start and finish, has clear direction, has clear rules, has clear outlines of this is the thing we're doing and this is what it means. And we sat down and negotiated it and talked about, they are here <laughs> and they are good and they are wonderful. But it's the, it's the kind that can't be always clearly negotiated. That is what we're talking about here. Like it's the stuff that just happens because you get to know the other person and mm-hmm. you see what they need, you see what they like, you see what they want, you learn what they respond to. And depending on how you relate to the power exchange and your role within the power exchange, then if it is the right thing to do for you, because it's certainly not something I would ever tell somebody, you should definitely do this. Um, then you can start making you can start making decisions of how to fulfill your role in a way that's not clearly stated this is what you need to do. Now for some power exchanges, some TS relationships, says not gonna fly. They want it to be very um, the term is reactive where I say the mm. thing, you do the thing you do not, think of what you think I need. You don't do that. You wait for me to tell you. It's more of a micromanage thing. That would never work for me.
1: No. <laughs> In no, general. No, I mean, no, just no, the way our life is. But there, our- there are.
0: Right. So some people won't want that. Are you breaking stuff over there? Yes. Okay. Some people won't want that. Some people that won't work for their Um, power exchange but i think that for people who worry that somehow you don't have enough rules or you don't have enough protocol or you're you know things are kind of loosey-goosey ours is quite loosey-goosey i just like that term Mm. it's making me happy to say it's (laughs) very laid back um and so there's more room in our dynamic for those layers to occur for that to sort of happen between us um i also think that there can be moments where it becomes more subtle because it's what you're good at. So there are things that I'm good at organizationally that I'm going to do because I'm the one who needs to do it. It's not really part of my role, but also Mm -hmm. if I didn't do it, it would make our mutual life harder. And so I would not get in trouble in the same way like if I broke a, a stated DS rule but there would be consequences. And here's the smallest and dumbest example, but it is important to our life. <laughs> My job is to make the grocery list. We do monthly, a big shopping trip once a month, and then we do
1: mm-hmm.
0: more so lately than we used to, little trips to get things we keep running out of, like we literally are buying a gallon of milk a week because yeah, these well, children. We,
1: we we have a 14-year-old that who, prior to about four months ago, oh. barely ate Anything. And now he eats and all the things. And now he eats anything and everything that is in his sight.
0: And they both, they drink, a, they drink a lot of water, but they drink a lot of milk. Yes. And we eat a lot of eggs. So, I
1: anyway. I, I, I have been joking that when we get our house next year, we're getting chickens and a cow.
0: I, I'm kind of down for that. Anyway. <laughs> so, having a grocery list, a good <clears throat> grocery list, when we go for our big monthly shopping, is extremely important now we're both realistic we've been grocery shopping enough times in our life to know you will not remember everything and something will get left off the list that you then have to decide on the fly do we really need that is that in the budget how much you know what did we forget things that happens Mm -hmm. but in general it is for the function of our family to keep rolling smoothly we gotta go to the store because it's a big trip with a list and i don't have better organizational skills than you do. I just have different organizational skills. Yeah. So I make the list. It's never been a stated rule that baby girl will make the grocery list and no. make sure it happens. And even though we work on it together, I'm like, what do you know that we need, right? I am writing it. I am maintaining it. I am carrying it. I am scratching it off in the store. None of that was ever a thing we decided in our DS negotiation. No,
1: it just kind of...
0: It just it's how it happened and yet i assure you if for whatever reason i failed to make a grocery list had a temper tantrum about it just forgot i can't imagine how (laughs) Uh, we plan our entire month around what day are we going grocery shopping i just can't see it happening but if it did i would get dom voice minimum minimum (laughs) i would get dom voice baby girl There would likely be be a punishment kind of consequence, but there would be some little consequence, nothing that I object to or it wouldn't happen. Um, And I would not be allowed to live it down for a very long time. And it might even become an overstated rule at that point so that. It is clearly on my mind. It is something that small. It's just the thing mm-hmm. that I do and have done and am comfortable with. He did not want to do it. The difference is, is if you had ever said, I want to make this list. First of all, I would have had problems because I have been doing grocery lists since I was like 19. <laughs> and it's... I, I, I'm... A weirdo who actually kind of enjoys that. I enjoy grocery shopping now that it's not stressful because I know I have enough money to buy food. There was a time in my life I did not and grocery shopping was very stressful. Um, but if you had ever said, no, I, I'm going to do this. I want to be in charge of this. We'd had a conversation, but then mm-hmm. it would be something different. But that's not what happened. No. You know, you it, it serves the family for me to do it. It makes me happy. But also now... It's the thing I am expected to do. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm happy to do it. Makes me very happy. But it's those small things. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard examples of who, you know, plans the trips. Like you're going on a family vacation. Well, who books the flight? Who organizes the family? Who packs up? I think there should be a division of labor when there's two partners in that or yeah more.
1: and there but is you usually take care of the online stuff booking the and flight, you take care of packing. and and i take care of packing suitcases and all right and, but and loading the car whatever we have yeah.
0: had conversations with people who the way their lives have worked the way their power exchange has worked is that one person i think in this case it's the submissive does that and they do it so that they're Mm -hmm. and they are taking care of their partner in that way they're taking care of they're they're doing something that they're the right one to do um maybe they want to maybe there's other reasons but part of that is that's them taking care of their partner so some of the the roles we can take on in our just day-to-day lives together that have nothing obvious to do with being a dom or being a sub can still play a role whether we're aware of it or not within our power exchange because it's about how you see that thing you're doing um and if you are doing things like making the grocery list and you hate that shit you've got to try to speak up and figure this out there might be another way um but i think some of that just it's just the flow of the relationship yeah
1: i mean it's it's just like one of the one of the things you've started doing and i don't know if it was something that i I think you kind of stepped up to that, which I am very grateful for, is is you started a, a shared calendar.
0: Oh, I was lecturing for like two months about how I needed a shared calendar. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, with, with everything, since we have moved and and the oldest having started high school with with all the things he does, with all the things she does, with all the things I've been doing.
0: Yeah, Mr. The, Social Butterfly.
1: Yes. Huh. Um, Yeah, things have gotten very busy, and I I will freely admit it, I lose track of dates quite easily. And Kayla set up a a, a shared calendar, have the app on my phone, things can be put into the calendar, and, and it gives alerts, it gives notices, know when everything, you know, when, what is what. If if something comes up and I oh, there's such and such going on in the day, let's, oh no, that's not good. Well, okay, but that day will work. So yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it has made my life so much easier as And it's far funny, as that. that
0: was a thing we did to make our lives easier, but even in the setup of that, we both played to our strengths. So I set it up. Because I'm a geek who loves to
1: do mm-hmm. calendar
0: stuff. Like it just—it's an organizational thing. It makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at the list of all these dates we have
0: from the school about stuff, and I'm yes. looking at you know. And I'm and I'm I'm better about dates, and when I'm
1: mm-hmm.
0: mostly fully functional, I can. That is something that will stick in my head, so I'm putting all this in the calendar. And it's funny, I have it, I have it up on one of my multiple browsers and multiple browser tabs on my laptop. I actually don't refer to that at all. That's primarily for him. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go anywhere and do anything, but he does
1: yeah I'm, <laughs> so I'm out and about
0: he kept coming to me with the <laughs> hey there's this thing going on and I would have to feel like the evil stepmom who was like but we have something else to yeah. do. we can't do that and so it was causing strife but even then I made the calendar because that's my tendency it makes me happy to do organizational stuff quite like a grocery list yeah. but I made it for him so he could be better served with information he needs right. to make decisions. So we weren't. So I wasn't feeling, and this is, I think, a real weird, subtle layer of submission, feeling bad for having to tell him factual information that we had other things already planned. Because yeah. I know he was disappointed he couldn't do
1: the thing he Plus, wanted to do. Plus, unfortunately, what I was doing, because yes, I have always been the one who likes to go to events, munches, socials, different things like that. I have yeah. always been that way, long before I even met her. I know. Um... And I, I went to, to the local munch that we go to here, which we consider our home munch, the Marion, and one of our friends there looks at me and goes, so next weekend, which event are you going to? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, huh? And he's like, you're booked for three events at the same time next weekend,
0: hmm Yeah. And it might have been a weekend I was like, we were supposed to do this thing here at, at where we live. Yeah. So what are you going to do? It was, it was funny. It was causing a little bit of tension because I, it's funny. I have no problem sending him out in, on his own to go to events. Have a good time. But he wants me to go with him and I don't want to go. And he wants to go to all the things. And I'm like, I'm good with one Definite one yeah. thing a month, maybe two on a good month, maybe. <laughs> How many of you gone to this month? Oh, we need a calendar. Like, and you know, what's funny is we talked about that damn calendar for two months. I think yeah. I just finally did it. I think I just finally did it. I think did you it. did. And I was like, here, it's under this login. It's Google Calendar. I've added what I know. Yep. Here you go. And even... And I it has
1: been the best thing for me since sliced bread.
0: And you know what? It, it, it was... It made me happy to be able to do it, because it made him happy. It made it reduced some of the friction in our lives, Um, and it meant that I no longer, like I said a minute ago, had to feel bad when I had to tell him he couldn't do that thing he wanted to do because he had already booked something else. Yeah. But I felt bad. Um, uh, I had a thought. Okay. I had a thought. There was a thought. There was a point I was going to make up. (laughs) And I blew
1: you out of the water. Yes, I know.
0: I'm not used to all this participation (laughs) from John (laughs) Brownstone, okay? Just not used to it. Um, No, the other thing I think that is important, and this is true of any part of kink, BDSM, power exchange, your DS relationship, like pick however you want to label this. And that is what means something to me and John Brownstone might mean nothing to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, maybe the only form of power exchange you want is the very obvious, very overt, very reactive. I tell you to do a thing, you do the thing. We negotiate this action. This is what happens when that, when we do this, this is the activity we do, and this is how it goes. First of all, that's fine. If that's how you want your DS to go, cool. Then for others who are like, "Mm, no, the layers, I can see it. I can see how Mm -hmm. we fall into roles without necessarily talking about them where we um do things because the submissive in us or the dominant in us or the whatever in us sort of compels but not in like a creepy way like that sort of natural compulsion to do that thing and and it happens but also the things that i will choose to do that i connect directly to my submissive self will could be vastly different from somebody else. Somebody else is like, I do not give a rat's ass about the grocery list. I do not feel submissive when I write the grocery list. Cool. That's valid. Mm -hmm. It touches a weird part of me, making John Brownstone's plate when my family's all standing around. It will happen this weekend at least once because I know they will be in my house, all eight of us. That's a lot of people to me. I know people have bigger families. I do not. There are like two of us to be eight <laughs> all in one house. And I will do that. And other people would say no, that doesn't make me feel submissive. Or the fact that I ask for his opinion on things I don't even need his opinion on. It. It's not a, a negotiated mm-hmm. thing that he's going to decide these things, but I go to him for the capital T capital D decision, trademark. Mm-hmm. Um because that's it make I feel that way. So when if you start thinking about how you are in a power exchange relationship and some of those subtle layers and you can see them they don't have to match up to what anybody else does they are deeply and inherently personal all of it is but the stuff that you don't even have a name for you didn't have a long conversation for and you don't Mm -hmm. actively negotiate verbally before you do it every time those kinds of things They are very personal because it's about what speaks to you and what hits your buttons and what does it for you and your partner. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's to be valid. It doesn't, it doesn't.
1: Now on, on the other side of that coin, one of the things it's, it's kind of a kind of sort of good example, subtle way of, of showing my appreciation to her for these things that she does for me. Um, you know obviously any time the opportunity arises she'll take a spanking because she yes. loves that yes okay my birthday or, is
0: next week if there is no spanking i'm gonna
1: be oh there's gonna be a birthday spanking
0: the poutiest baby girl that ever walked the earth if there yeah. was no spanking just like it
1: but you know can't always just have her drop her drawers and give her a spanking
0: no no how many years till the youngest is supposed to be gone <laughs> No, four, like, four years? For the youngest?
1: Oh, the youngest. Okay, yeah, no. No. We, yeah, never mind. The youngest is ten. Okay, eight. <laughs> At least a minimum of eight. At least. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, she, Kayla, does like her treats. Oh,
0: God, I love a treat. I'm yeah. such a baby girl. Yes, you I are. And just want something special. Right. Always, so then so, it's no longer special. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is why I do sometimes say no. But, you know, because of, of my role in the household and what I do, I'll be the one more likely out running errands.
0: Oh, yeah, because I don't want to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, not be.
1: So, you know, like the other day, I was going to the post office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Post office is very close to a Starbucks.
0: That's why we chose that post office.
1: I, I kid you yeah, not. Yeah, no, we're not that fooling you. That is why you. we chose that. We're like post when office. when we were looking to see because there are three or four <laughs> post office all fairly equidistant to us, and we saw on the map that the one was close to a Starbucks. We're like, well, you know, when we go check the mail, we can just hop over to Starbucks. So yeah, that that's a, that was a very real consideration.
0: Yeah, no, I'm so, not ashamed to admit
1: that. <laughs> Anyway, you know, the other day I was going to the post office and, you know, yeah, can I bring you a treat? Oh, yes, you can.
0: Yes, you can. See? This is what I want.
1: Now, (laughs) I will not lie because I am who I am. I am a sadist. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will tease and taunt her till the bitter end about whether I really am going or not.
0: I hate that so much. I hate that so much.
1: But I love it. I love seeing you squirm and wiggle and whine and beg and plead. And
0: you know what's funny? That is another subtle layer. (laughs) It is. It's it's a weird subtle layer. It is the mashup between his sadist and my baby girl. Because my baby girl is, I would say, is separate from my masochist side because if i'm deep in baby girl like my headspace is like i'm mm. clearly not a grown woman right now yeah. i don't even i don't even like i don't <laughs> like anything painful i don't like i my mask self is not happy but that is a really subtle layer
1: <laughs> because he <laughs> will
0: just tease mercilessly i have nearly been yeah will. turned to tears because <laughs> i've been so frustrated <laughs> but it also like brings out my baby girl son, I think it's because I know deep down, yeah. he does not mean it. He is teasing me, and I recognize that, but it just strikes a chord, and then there I mean, is I mean, pouting I, there, and stomping of There may
1: be feet. times I cannot get my satisfaction from giving you a spanking or flogging or whatever else, yeah. but I get my satisfaction in spades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you do, you,
0: you have your dom subtlety as well beyond the eyebrow beyond even a tone of voice which to me that is not something that we sat down and negotiated right Mm -mm. like his tone of voice is part of his dom self and and it cropped up very quickly i think i heard it the first time we ever did anything in a power exchange (laughs) kind of way it's just a part (laughs) of who you are but it is something that's used in a very subtle way that the rest of the world very rarely notices. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll just, he he might have to call me by my given name, which uh, is awful. Um, he will. It doesn't he,
1: even sound right on my tongue anymore. No,
0: and you know what else you do lately I've noticed? And it's sort of like I call you Mr. John because that's what the boys do. Mm-hmm. You will, as when you know the boys can hear, you'll call me Mama or Little Mama, which is something yeah. about it I really enjoy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's primarily to avoid using my given name mm-hmm. um he does call me kayla but he doesn't call me kayla in front of the kids because we keep that part separate yeah.
1: Now sometimes so, i have called you bg in front of the
0: yes yeah. and they they're not stupid i have a uh a plate not a vanity plate not my license plate but like a one of those uh decorative ones you put on the front of your car because in florida we only have the back license plate and it says baby girl i have a decal on my car window that says baby girl Mm -hmm. when he calls me bg these children are not stupid they understand who (laughs) is baby girl okay (laughs) they know um But also they're getting old enough to not want to to know know. yeah so we try and keep it subtle um (laughs) but yeah so you know you have yes there's teasing but there's also when i'm having a rough day you don't tease me about treat you don't even ask me no usually back with a diet usually
1: then i don't tease you i mean i i like never even
0: asked like like, this this
1: week for example she has been working doubly hard because she's been doubling up her work so next week for our anniversary for for her birthday can she can off. take time off oh yes I'm almost so she has been working late at night so I, I have been a little bit more indulgent with the treats um, a little bit less teasy but also, you the just treat. surprise
0: me with stuff. You go out and get gas, and I'm like, okay, he got gas, and I don't even—I'm too busy. I don't even think to ask, or I'm thinking I should not ask. I've had way too many diet cokes, and I'll come
1: back with a diet coke in my because hand because yeah.
0: he knows it'll make—it's a small thing, mm-hmm. it'll make me happy. It's his way of taking care of me in a small way in a moment that is not obvious and negotiated. It is just part of right. who we but are. But for
1: her, for her, and we—we've—we've we've talked about this, and I—I've used this analogy. For, for her, as a baby girl, as a submissive, that is her way of getting her well filled back up. Yes. From giving. Because if you give and give and give, you know, it, it, it depletes the well. You gotta fill, fill that back up. And, and that is a way, for you, mm-hmm. that is a way that you can, can refill. Mm-hmm.
0: Give me stuff. <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, so I can't tell anybody how to find this within their relationship or even how to develop it. I mm-hmm. think it's about paying attention to what you do for each other, how you mm-hmm. feel about it, how they respond to it, and thinking about what, what it means to you and what, and and either becoming intentional about doing it or not doing it, or just recognizing it when it happens, you know, there are things at this point I do that my brain isn't, I'm not sitting there going, this is a submissive thing that I'm doing. What I'm thinking Mm -hmm. is this will help him. This will take care of him. This will relieve a stress from him. And I'm because I know within the scope of our power exchange, I know I can do it. I don't have to ask. We don't have that kind of relationship. I can just do, um, I go with that urge. Um, And yeah, that doesn't even say, it's funny, if you look at what I just said through a submissive lens, it sounds very submissive. I take care of them, I help them, I relieve stress. Like those, yes, there are some of us who identify as submissives in that way, and I'm one of them. why it's called service submission um but other people who aren't submissives would say yeah but that's just the nice thing to do that's just the polite thing to do and that's where it comes down to intention how does it make you feel what part of you does it touch if you're doing it without really thinking about it without um making it a a stated part of your power exchange that's where you're in that subtle layer, but it is important to talk about those things. You, mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it is, I have this sort of romantic bent where I might say, oh, but it it takes away the spontaneity and the, the feeling behind it if I talk about it in the plain light of day. No, it doesn't. No. no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. If that's where you, if that action as a submissive or a dominant that takes care of the other in a way that fits your power exchange and hits that part of you, Um, and is meaningful to that part of you. Um, If it came from an organic natural place of this, this feels right to do, this seems like the right thing to do, talking about it and getting it out there and letting your partner know you did it in case they weren't paying attention um, and getting what you need out of that moment does not take away that, the fact that you did it because it felt like the right thing to do or it, Um, was meaningful and important to you in the moment, even if you never do it again. I mean, I'm sure there are one-offs that I can't even think of where we've just done a thing because... This is who I am. This is how I interact with John Brownstone. I serve and I take care of, and I I try to be proactive. I try to look at a situation and go, what can I do to help him? But he does the same thing because his role as my dominant is not just to have control over me, it is to take Take care 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 of of her. Because that's how we see our roles. And I would challenge anybody who's looking at their own dynamic and their own relationship that if you are noticing you're doing things that seem outside the confines of your stated power exchange, meaning I am a dominant who expects you to follow these rules and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you are submissive who is expected to do what I ask when I ask and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself in these subtle layers, you might be in a at a point where it's time to redefine what it means to you to be submissive or to be dominant um i don't i think a lot more dominance are starting to come around to the fact that you can want to take care of in whatever way well let me get the point out before i forget it (laughs) that you want to take care of your submissive in whatever way is meaningful to y'all without being the caregiver dominant if that Mm -hmm. makes sense taking care of somebody isn't about being a daddy or a mommy or a whatever it's a way to show affection and to lead and to be in control just as much as Mm -hmm. anything else and i think that by finding and acknowledging and sort of reveling in the subtlety that can happen in a a ds relationship i think you get a little bit closer to your true kinky self because you get to learn the things you do naturally air quotes around that word without Thinking about them. It's a thing that you did because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Yeah. And it fit with who you are and how you perceive
1: yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, when I when I first came into the local lifestyle years ago, somebody told me this and and this is I, I have carried this with me through the years and it is something I wholeheartedly believe in. If you break your toys, you can't play with them. Can't play with a broken toy.
0: Please don't break me. I mean, unless we're getting kinky then. Break unless those. that's your kink and that's where yeah <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: but you know it, it makes total sense you 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 have your toys you you like to play with them you have to also take care of them because if you break them physically mentally emotionally however you 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 can't you, you know you're that's, not going to be able to play with them
0: that's also awful yeah it, it is <laughs> in general that's it, awful.
1: It, it is so, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're high protocol, if you're low protocol or, or anywhere in the spectrum in between, you know, part of that is protecting and taking care of your property. Your toy your, your, your whatever. Your, your, yeah. your toy, your baby girl, your submissive, however they identify. You know, in, in, in order to have that that power exchange that... That that kinky fuckery, the the SM, what whatever it is that you're into, you have to take care of them.
0: And taking care of them means more than doing no harm. That is an important yeah. part of that. Um, but I I think that I think what that means is that there's a lot more opportunity than people sometimes, especially when you're new to power exchange, that people realize, because in the beginning, when you were figuring out your power exchange. And if you write up a list or a contract or use a checklist, yes, please stay within those bounds because Mm -hmm. there's still a lot to be learned about yourself, about your partner, about each other together. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there comes a point, and that point will be different for everybody, um, where whatever's on the list, whatever's in the contract starts to mean a little bit less because now you are interacting as just two human beings that embody your role Dom, sub, switch, doesn't matter in whatever way is most meaningful to you. And that can take a while for some people to get to, especially if you've got a lot of cultural, societal garbage to have to unpack and deal with. And the voices in your head being that of, you know, religion and your parents and, you know, societal expectations of what you're supposed to do as a human being. Like all of that stuff you have to like be able to either ignore completely or at least tone down that volume in your head. But once you find a comfort level with your power exchange, that's when a lot more opportunity opens up for something mm-hmm. that's not, and I'm going to go back to this word. We should have played a drinking game. <laughs> take a shot every time we <laughs> yeah. say it. That's not as overt. That's not as obvious. That's mm-hmm. not as clearly stated. Um, and it it's kind of, I would say, like advanced level power exchange. Because it's that point where you have a good understanding of what your partner is okay with, what they're not, what they need, what they want, what you need, what you want, and you're you're acting more on instinct, doesn't mean you shouldn't still pause and ask for consent at any point. Doesn't mean you shouldn't still communicate about it, but it is one of those things where you can almost find yourself falling into a power exchange over a situation that, that never I mean, you couldn't have imagined five years ago that um, who's going to make the grocery list. Okay. Let me write that down in the contract, right? Like it's, these are just not things that they're, they're, they're part of just life that you wouldn't have ever been able to conceive in the beginning was going to somehow be part of your power exchange. And I think that's where the art of subtle DS lives more than anything. I think that's all i have to
1: say that's about all i got okay. don't
0: feel like i was very eloquent i think i used the same five words over and over again this week
1: reinforcement but
0: hopefully we got the point across hopefully hopefully it helps it's kind of a, a a cool space to be in i think we we live our ds life in that space more than the stated negotiated clearly written out described rules of engagement that we started with (laughs) yes i mean there are certain things that have held true the coffee is one right the bending over the bed for a spanking at Mm -hmm. night is another there are certain things that have stuck but the rest of it is we're just living our lives within our roles mostly till we get into an argument um (laughs) (laughs) that happened um (laughs) And so and it, we survived it. And we survived it. And um but we're just sort of living the roles and other than those few stated things, everything else is based on how we see ourselves separate and apart. Mm-hmm. And how we fit together as a power exchange yeah. couple. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, especially now that she's here at the live chat, if you are watching on YouTube and watching the live chat, a big thanks to CDC for this topic idea um, and for being a kinky patron and for being an active kinky patron. I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I post something in Patreon, CDC's commenting on it and I love it, I love it. So if that makes any um, silent lurkers in, in Patreon, wonder if you should comment, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You can mm-hmm. always send us DMs too. So that was our topic of this week. Um, I want to do I want to do all kinds of things. I keep losing my thoughts. <laughs> like, what is wrong with my brain? I was going to say something and I forgot. Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching, for listening. Hopefully you got mm. something out of it. Um, do our um, patron... Shout out, just a reminder, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash kaylalords. Um, Thank you to CDC, Cernher 78, and And B. B. Um, And we have had a lot more people join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash kaylalords. Um, (laughs) And we are grateful to all of you, but we're grateful to you even if you can't be a patron. If all you can do is watch us on YouTube or listen to the podcast, that counts. That Mm -hmm. is meaningful. We are very grateful for all the support we get in all the ways that it comes to us. And so, yeah, we are going to have a bonus section for anybody who wants to stick around for and, that. And I just
1: want to say real quick yes. that I agree completely with Ignixia. We <laughs> need to get you out and about more.
0: Ignixia is uh, in the live chat if you're yes. like, uh, what? <laughs> you're listening later. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. Anyway. I'm at a season of life where I really just want to stay at home. Um <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do our, but we're going to finish the actual show and go into the bonus yes. section. If anybody's got a life they need to go live, the bonus section will be there later. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys. Yeah. And are we going to do our thing? Are we good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky all y'all. All right. And we'll see you next week. Can I talk to the crickets? I thought you you. didn't have
1: anything to say to the crickets. But I I
0: like to talk to them. Part of what makes them crickets is they're like, she's just babbling, but I'll keep it on and let her be background. (laughs) 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 So I get the freedom to babble. (laughs) But people can like tune me out for all they care. They're they're my kind of people. All
1: right. Look, I'm going to put you on hold for a moment.
0: Oh, I don't have anything on my mind, top of mind right now, other than that my coffee sucks. Yeah,
1: I know. Mine's not that great either.
0: But uh, you had a thing.
1: Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to say, for, first of all, really, that uh, you know, when I had that allergic reaction, um, I had so many people from, from the podcast and different social media aspects reach out and, and you know wish me well and get better, and I, I just wanted to, to say thank you to everybody. For who reached out to me and you know well wishes it was uh it it was really wonderful
0: and also he looked really pitiful i would never have taken a picture of that thank you but he wouldn't have let me anyway no. but he looked really pitiful no
1: i did mm-hmm. and um i i today when i was in the in the lb fetlife account uh, somebody left a message on the wall which was a r- actual um, interesting message, and, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit in, in regards to this whole allergic reaction I had and, and, and the wood. Um, the wood that I, I, I was using is called silk oak. Um, silk oak is, is a wood that, one of many woods that I, I have gotten that grows here in Florida, um, mostly from central to south Florida. Um, it is not a native wood, it is actually native to Australia, but it does grow here because of the subtropical climate here in Florida, and, and I work with a lot of local reclaimed woods like that, and, and I love silk oak. It is a beautiful, beautiful wood, and, and one of the things they asked was, have I made some of my anal plugs with this wood? and and I have not I never have and I never would have um because it is such an open grained wood mm, okay. okay for for the anal plugs that I do with the wood um it is very specific woods that I use very hard tight grained woods um and the thing is is that my reaction to this wood is is probably very rare mm All right
0: unless you just are a person who has lots of allergies which you well are. I,
1: I do have a lot of allergies and and that makes me more susceptible. Now this believe it or not, was what I was working on uh,
0: for podcast listeners, for po-
1: it, it's a it's a a shaving set. Um, An unfinished, shaving, unfinished set. shaving set. You notice the brush is missing. Probably never will be a brush to this set, but unless I find a hazmat suit that I can wear.
0: Or you teach me how to turn yeah, wood real quick.
1: <laughs> now, the, the thing is, I can, you know, like, you're handling the wood that made you... Yes, it's it's finished. It's sealed.
0: And so it doesn't affect me. And anymore. it
1: doesn't affect me anymore. It is the, the open so do wood. you think
0: it's something that might, like a spore or a, something that might grow on it or live no. on it? It's it, the it, wood it's itself? It's probably the oils in the wood itself. Oh, okay. I got gotcha.
1: you. Okay. Each each wood has its own unique oil and, and stuff. Um, I I have a wood that I absolutely love working with, an exotic wood. It's called Bacote. Uh, it's what I made the uh, paddle for the giveaway. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Giveaway wood.
0: from August. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous wood. I love working with it. I make I make pens with it. I've, I've done the, the special paddle, um, done a lot of stuff with it. Love working with it. We'll continue working with it. Um, somebody I know, a, a fellow woodworker that I know online, he can't go anywhere near that wood.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yep.
1: Yeah. And yet every other wood in existence, he can. It, it's it's very. Hmm. For some reason with with the with the woods like that it can be very spotty and and individual who reacts to what and it just so happens that silk oak is as i've been calling it my kryptonite yeah
0: oh yeah it laid him low it laid him so low it yeah. was it was sad to watch it was pitiful um we got him to the doctor who gave him a shot in the ass and that really mm-hmm. like by the end of the day you were almost your nose was still swollen you still yeah. have the hives but you were acting more normal more normal. Than that, which yeah. was nice Which yeah. is very nice and
1: and that's and that's exactly what it is the, the either the as aria i think it was um the
0: du- the oil the, the or the oil, dust or the
1: oil or the dust and and it, it it can be either or um wood dust especially some sanding um yeah a couple people have said you know it, it can be aggravating and it, and it is. Um, you know, this is Florida. I'm working in a shop. Um, I, I don't wear long sleeves. No, no, it's okay, okay. I, I, I would die of heat exhaustion. <laughs> um, so you know, yes, it it's susceptible. Now, I will say, as Kayla mentioned, I have allergies. Um, I am pretty much allergic to everything except food. I have had allergy testings, mm. <laughs> uh, went through five years of allergy shots, and, um, you know, it, uh, it it kind of is what it is.
0: Yeah, but, you also have lots more sinus issues. Yes. And you, yeah, yeah, and um, if it's going to affect your breathing, <laughs> your ability how often you sneeze or make you itch it's probably gonna hit you yeah yeah just in general and it's it's the like the atmospheric outdoor kind of Mm -hmm. stuff
1: i mean i i do try to be as careful as i can when i'm working i have a fan blowing i you know because this is a rental i don't have any really uh dust collection set up here but i do use a fan to blow the dust out the garage door um i did recently have to get a new dust mask which is
0: probably a good thing yeah
1: it's a good thing but i had to do that because i lost so much weight my old (laughs) one no longer worked properly
0: that's i'm so i feel so bad for you
1: (laughs) so but anyway that's that's pretty much it for me and what i wanted to to say
0: yeah i don't really have anything i've been in um kind of a fog of work, work, and more work on purpose, you know, done it to myself, because I want to take next week (laughs) off, at least from the client work freelance part of my life. We're still going to do a live stream, Mm -hmm. and we're still going to do bloggy things, and blog posts, and videos, and stuff, but um, I wanted a break from the deadlines for Mm -hmm. a week. Um, Since our wedding anniversary is on Monday, and my birthday is next Wednesday, I was like, "Mm, yeah, but that means I just have a lot going on right now, and then of course we are getting ready for my mom and a friend of hers to visit for the weekend, and they will mm-hmm. arrive on Friday and leave on Monday. Um, and I didn't want work hanging over that. I didn't want to, It. I wouldn't have worked while they were here. What I would have done was thought about all the work I needed to get done, and it would have stressed me yes. out. I didn't want to do that either. Um, So I have a feeling I'll probably be more chatty about myself next week because Mm -hmm. the day we live stream will be all about me. Mm -hmm. Just saying it will be all about me. Um, But yeah, right now I'm just, I keep on keeping on. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, There is one more thing.
0: But that... And and we got Dunkin' Donuts coffee today, and it was yeah, such a disappointment. Not, yes, very... It's like drinking tar. Mm-hmm. And I know how to make our coffee so that we are happy with it, and this was
1: yeah. not it. And and I did want to mention, I forgot about this. Um, if you are in Florida, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And you are in the Central Florida, Orlando, ish, outside of Orlando, ish area.
0: Or if this time of year we're about to talk about you're coming to disney world because people
1: do that's people right. do all time that's um, right
0: all the time of the year um
1: i i will be actually we will we, be you will be coming we, with yes me for i that. already committed to this yes you did um we'll be at um the woodshed they are hosting a holiday extravaganza on december 7th, 7th. it's
0: a saturday saturday you can get into the woodshed for free for you, that
1: you can part. get into for free for the event and it will be a hosting of vendors
0: that make kinky, that make shop.
1: kinky and
0: and kinky. not. There was some bath bomb kind of like a and, skincare and some blah crocheting, blah, blah,
1: blah. And different things. There was there was yeah, a lot yeah, of different things. Yeah, yeah, things. We bought a hat and, yep. last year. We bought hats for our trip to London.
0: And then I didn't wear the hat.
1: Brought it. I before. wore mine. I know. But um, yeah, on, on December 7th, we will be talking about it more as it gets closer. We will be uh, posting the links to the event on FET. And, and um, probably wherever else. Probably wherever else, uh, between Twitter and, and Insta. So yeah, that's, that's something that, that we have coming up.
0: And last year when we did it, there were a few local-ish people who could get to Orlando and came and saw us and said yeah. hi. And that was yeah. fun. We got to meet some people face-to-face that we had been like emailing with or just mm-hmm. talking to online. So that was really yeah. cool. So yeah, and we had a good time. We had never, up to that moment, we've worked together on all kinds of things, but we had never done a market fair kind of sell, stand right. behind the table and sell. Thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what makes us a good team doing like podcasts and sites and blah 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 is that we kind of compliment one another. I'm the content, you're the one studying purpose studying person, and also the tech guy and the taking you know plugging all the things. Like we complement <laughs> each other. We, yes, we can't cover all the skills we need. There's still things that we both lack, but we we're fine. Well, we've discovered that selling his kinky shit. We compliment one another very well there too, because while he would be off to the side, Talking to a person who is asking the technical questions of what kind of wood is this and how do you finish this? And tell me about your wood turning. I'm up there like a carnival barker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got the stingy things and the fuddy things and the butt things and the pen. Like, and I'm like And the
1: pens to, to have your, yeah. your little S right lines with. Which and, we yeah. did
0: not think of that as a selling point yeah. till the very end well, last I know, year. I know. But it was and I
1: don't <laughs>
0: so y'all know I'm an introvert who doesn't like to leave her house, I say it. All the time. Yes. I can put on the public face and be very you, gregarious.
1: You <laughs> you and you you embraced Kayla that day. I
0: was so exhausted when we were done. You it was were. fun. You I had were. a great time. I like money, so selling product makes me happy. Um <laughs> and being the one to go, oh, we're gonna use the Square app and here and uh, and here's your total and let me bag that up for you. Like that mm-hmm. made me very, very happy. Um yeah but yeah it it was cool and i am looking forward to it um yes
1: and, and the even wood, though i don't like, the, like the house wood, the woodshed's a great place I yeah mean,
0: if they were open for a like a play, a party or whatever after the af, event, after you after pay for that after
1: after the event um you know whether you came there to buy or or you were a vendor um at afterwards uh Everything shifted over, and the woodshed opened for play, and they had a, a their weekend party.
0: And last year, we did not stay for that. The, the kids were staying with my aunt and uncle. We didn't yes. live here at the time, so it was like we needed to get home. We were going to have to leave the next day. Right. But this year, I would feel less bad about staying later. Exactly. I would be exhausted. Yeah. I mean... well. Uh, we will both be exhausted, because it's a lot of energy to use It, to do it that. is, it is. But, but yeah.
1: then again, staying in a little play afterwards, good way to blow off some steam.
0: And then we can go to that really good Denny's right up the road.
1: Yeah. Y'all, I subscribe to the belief <laughs> that you do not
0: go to Denny's, you end, end up, up at, at Denny's. Denny's. And I still maintain that belief, but prior to the Denny's close to the woodshed, Ignixie, who I think is still watching live, the live stream will not, probably know exactly which Denny's I'm talking to about. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a day when we we went to that denny's midnight i did not need to eat a, a, an omelet at midnight but damn if i didn't eat an omelet at midnight was not only some of the best food i'd had in a while
1: but the service the service
0: was the best service, service we had in anywhere at at going at out any to
1: restaurant eat. and yeah. i went
0: okay i will come mm-hmm. back to this denny's maybe only at midnight maybe the good service is only in the middle of the night i don't know But yeah, I had to rethink my stance on Denny's because of the one that's Mm -hmm. close by the woodshed And that waitress made
1: all the difference in the world. She was was wonderful. She was wonderful.
0: Yeah, when you bring me the refill before I have, you know, like, you're like, oh, you're about to leave. I see you're leaving. You're paying your blah, blah, blah. Here's your refill cut. Like, didn't even ask. I was like, you can tell. I'm a camel who needs lots of whatever we're drinking. (laughs) I I did not need an omelet at midnight, for the record. I'm not sure very many people do. But it was, yeah, we, we ended up at Denny's and I was glad. It was the first time I ever ended up at a Denny's and was happy about it. I don't know if it'll be that way the next time, but we'll we'll try mm. it out. We'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll
0: see. Um yeah. No, I'm my my y'all have can already tell because my words have not come as easily. Um I'm just trying to get through the week at this point. I'm a little stressed. I like it when my mom comes to visit. I have a good, really good mm-hmm. relationship with her. She's most I like my mother-in-law. Right? These things yeah. these things um matter and help and are great, but I am for whatever reason stressed out about this visit. Like I don't know why. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. But I'm just like, ugh. And I've got these to-do lists that just never seem to end. <laughs> no, no. And also we have to finish cleaning the house yeah, this afternoon.
1: That'll be done today.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not a good housekeeper. That's why I used to pay a cleaning service to clean the house, and we could afford to do that. We cannot currently afford to do that. The moment we can afford to do that again, I will pay somebody mm. to clean my house. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. I hate cleaning the house. And if my mother was not coming, this house would still not be getting clean.
1: I, whatever, whatever Rosie gets, she gets. Rosie's, Rosie is our Roomba. <laughs>
0: Rosie the robot. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not worried about our AI overlords after watching her get stuck on the base of the oscillating fan and also thought she was falling off a cliff when she hit a certain point in the floor. Yes. Yeah, but we do, yeah. we do. have The, the Roomba gets the big pieces. Yeah. And we're just babbling now, you know this, I know right?
1: that. I know, we have okay. more videos to go record. I know.
0: And I'm like running out of energy for it.
1: <laughs> I have 20 minutes before I have to go get a boy.
0: <laughs> oh God, I don't think we're gonna do no. Uh, videos. No. We'll have to do that maybe tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, sorry, we just had a business meeting while we the camera and the, the, uh, and the mics. mics are still on. Sorry. <laughs> it's like your family. We right? forget you're fucking
1: here. Sitting around the, coffee ta- the the kitchen table having a coffee and just talking. I have to say, I would
0: love to do either an audio and or video series of just that. Of just sitting at a, a coffee table, kitchen table, cup of coffee. For us, cup of coffee. Maybe a Diet Coke. Depends on what kind of am yeah. just like talking about something
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't know i got all kinds of ideas i know too many ideas not enough time right we need to go though yes we this do we do ridiculous
1: okay I'm, i rambled this time you did ramble i took up pretty much the whole
0: you did ramble
1: bonus section yeah
0: thank god or <laughs> or y'all all could have been gone 20 minutes ago if he hadn't but i'm gonna go with thank god because i other than my dirty house and how tired I am, I have nothing right now. Yeah. Next week will be different, I think. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Okay.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank you.
0: We love you. We love you.
1: Happy if, to have you join us.
0: If you're new here, how? And also, <laughs> yes, it's like this every time. Yeah. I just feel like we should put that warning
1: out to everybody <laughs> who
0: sticks through to the end. Like I don't know how you do, and I can tell. I look at the stats. The new people don't. The new people get scared off very quickly sometimes. <laughs> they watch for like 10 minutes and they're like, I'm fucking out. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta go.
1: <laughs>
0: but for those of you who have stuck around and were only scared for a few minutes, welcome. Um, okay, yeah, we need to go.
1: Yeah, we need to exterminate this uh, live stream and podcast. Oh, God,
0: did you just do a Dalek reference because somebody <laughs> in the live stream mentioned Daleks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> also it needs to be 2020 so the next doctor who season can come back out yeah like, okay we're done we're, we're done. done we can do this all day and we do not need to do this all day we love you love guys you. Bye. bye who's the goofball today i don't think it's just me it's no. all i'm saying <laughs>